Welcome to another episode of No Ops Podcast. Your podcast where opposition may be the topic, but the resolution is the focus. I am your host, Naisha D, and alongside of me is my guy, Elijah James Jr. See, the, the, the biggest misconception um, that I think in law enforcement, um, and, you know, we're, we're, we're just talking about traffic for right now, but um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest misconception is that if you get pulled over, mm-hmm. you got to get a ticket. It's not true. It's not true at all. Tickets are a discretion of every officer. I don't have to give you a ticket. I, okay. can, I can let you go. I can give you a warning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, that warning is going to be based off of our interaction. Okay. That's just the way, that's why you are not only in control of that vehicle, but you're also in control of that interaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're not saying you need to kiss ass. That's not no, what we're saying. Nobody's saying that. It but, sounds that way sometimes. No, yeah, but, yeah, but, but it's And not I'm not that. saying that's what you're saying right now. No, no, I get it. But, but it sounds that way to some people, especially who do not understand. I think that if we, if you are aware that the other side, meaning the civilians, are not aware of how it is in your world. Um, you, I think that you have the upper hand by moving a certain way with the understanding that we are ignorant. So if we're ignorant to the fact, and you know that we're ignorant because you've once been us, then have a little bit more understanding. No, I mean, you get it. You, you do get the understanding, but still we keep saying that everybody is human. And this is now my 10th traffic stop here. And now your reaction is, Oh, motherfucker, or whatever. It doesn't have to be a curse, but it's just mm-hmm. not. Like I said, put on your put on your business face, handle everything professionally, and it should it should all go smoothly. I'm not saying you're not going to get a ticket. That's up to whoever. But if you act your if you handle yourself in a professional manner, say less. I always say say less. It's not too much to really say. You're not here for a debate. You might come out with a better a better uh, result than than you assumed. You don't got to fight all the time right away. Well, like, like you said, um, you're, not, you're never going to win that battle right then and there. You're mm-hmm. just, just not. Yeah, you're not. I'm telling you right now. You're mm-hmm. just, there is no civilian that will win that initial encounter. Doesn't mean that they won't win in court. Doesn't, doesn't mean that they won't win if they do an internal uh, affairs uh, complaint. Right. Um, doesn't mean that they won't win if they do a civil lawsuit. Mm-hmm. But your win will never be right then and there. Well, and why is that? Why why is the win not there? Like if it makes sense, and I'm I'm speaking my shit. Like if you know what I'm talking about, if you know what I'm saying, and I know what I'm saying, and we both know that what I'm saying is correct. Why do I not get a win then? Why do I have to wait to go over you, go to court, go to internal affairs? Because if the infraction mm-hmm. happened already, mm-hmm. if you're already in violation of whatever reason you were stopped, mm-hmm. then the recourse is a ticket. Right? And we're not saying a, a win like or a loss like you're going to go to jail, but nobody wants to be punished, air quote, for whatever reason. So if, you're, if your taillight's out, that's not before your taillight being out, and we have a human interaction, a professional human interaction, I might mm-hmm. be like, you know what? Um, just get. We've all done it. We've we've done things for violations. Wait for violations that you shouldn't. You, you're you're not even able to give a discretionary mm-hmm. 
past to, mm-hmm. we've all done it where you, we let somebody go based on that person's, inter- the interaction with that person. Right. So I'm just saying, I'm not, it's not about kissing ass or bowing down because everybody's so super like ego tripping. Like mm-hmm. it's the, the cops ego tripping, you ego tripping. Right. Sometimes it's just easier to humble yourself. Like everybody here, everybody in the world has been, well, a lot of people have been baited into fights, like physical fights, debates. But how many times have you know somebody was baiting you and you just said, mm. like, you just left it alone. And then you leave feeling like, look at this dickhead. He thought he was going to pull me into right. something. Right. All right. So it, it, it's kind of like the same way. So cop gets out the car. He walks up to the car. Immediately, you flip out. Sometimes they go, you know what? You Sometimes you get, you know what? You Here, just go ahead. Because I don't even, because you know emotionally where you're going to go with it. Mm. And you don't want to be baited in by this dickhead. That's big. Mm-hmm. Same way. The cop comes that. up. now. The, of course, because you. It, it, why, why would that be impressive? Like who's, which the cop's not going to put it on Facebook. How would you hear about it? It's not going to sell. So it's like, like I said, so the cop walks up and now the cop baits you into some bullshit because they're definitely not perfect. They're the furthest thing from perfect. So they bait you into some bullshit and you don't feed in. Mm-hmm. And then you get your ticket or, or you don't get a ticket and you pull off like, yeah, this motherfucker thought he was going to. Take it up a notch on me. I'm not. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So now you win. You, now you win that. So mm-hmm. it's 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 just. I just want everybody to understand that whenever you interact with a, anybody from law enforcement, just remain calm and professional. Think about it as an interview, or or because mm-hmm. it's an interview. Think about it as a job interview. You wouldn't go to a job interview with an attitude or with um, some type of animosity. You would go there with the best hopes. Do that. And if it don't work, fuck it. If it do work, you win. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I've had, I mean, just about every possible experience. I've been, this is my 11th year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest misconception that we have in also, or one of the biggest, we'll say, in law enforcement, every cop is not the same. I almost didn't get hired because of my driving record, mm-hmm. I was notorious for tickets. Um, so I hated writing tickets. Mm-hmm. It was never my thing. I'm like, yo, why would I go uh, cook somebody with three, four, five tickets when I used to hate getting mm-hmm. three, four, five tickets? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that was never my thing. Let's just be very clear. Um, and it's not every cop's thing. Um, you would be surprised at how many officers actually like writing tickets. I wouldn't be surprised, but okay. no, 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 you'd be surprised at how low the number is. Yeah, the, okay. yeah, how, yeah. Like it's just, I, I don't want to say inconvenience, um, but it's a lot more to writing a ticket than you know people actually take into consideration. We don't just write the ticket, boom, there you go, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. No, we still got to end up probably going to court sometimes to attest to why we wrote the ticket. We got to start, if we don't write notes, we got to start memorizing stuff. Uh, it's, it's, I just never been a ticket guy. Mm-hmm. Never, 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 ever been a ticket guy. Um, But that doesn't mean that when I'm working, you know, I'm making sure that I'm doing my job, mm-hmm. you know. Um, And it's been plenty of times, plenty of times when I've encountered people and they were just the nicest people ever, mm-hmm. ever. 
And you know what? I'm like, I'm not giving this person. I take, hey, listen, man, go, go take care of that. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you just made the, the, the encounter just so pleasant mm-hmm. to where I know it could just go completely south, you know? Um, so again, you know, and it's, you're not, if you're, if you're being nice mm-hmm. to anyone in life, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you're kissing ass at all. Right. You're just being nice. Right. You will be surprised how just being nice doing a traffic stop will get you. You so, will be surprised. So is it a myth when they say um, that officers just write tickets uh, to reach a certain quota? Yeah. So okay. there, there's, as, as far as we know, there's no actual quota in law enforcement, right? Okay. But like every other career field, mm-hmm. you are compared to your peer because mm-hmm. they look at it like, all right, you got 10 hours in your shift. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why is it that you've only written 10 tickets in 10 hours and this person has written 100 tickets? Okay. So it's not a quota mm-hmm. um, and it's not a competition. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, as and, and they're looking at it from a business aspect. Like evaluation. Right. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You get performance evaluations. Mm-hmm. So that's really what it is. It's like, listen, all right. You know, I got to do my job because if this person's doing 100 tickets, you know, they're seeing stuff maybe that I'm not seeing or maybe I'm using too much discretion, but I can't be all the way at the bottom because I'm not doing my job. Mm -hmm. So that's really what it is. Would it be alarming um, doing an evaluation on someone and there's an extensive amount of tickets being written? Like, is that just as alarming as not a lot of tickets being written? If if the tickets accompanied complaints. Okay. You know what I mean? If if there were allegations of uh, wrongful stops or the violations not happening, of course it, it would it would trigger something. But um, so it's also too not only that, but it's kind of hard for you to say when they, through the evaluation process. I'm talking about like if you say um, you know, you're most police departments you are responsible for a grid, a zone, a section of a town. So if 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 we notice that there is a spike of, um, say, pedestrians being struck, mm-hmm. so you got five people over the last month, they've been hit by cars making a right turn on red. That's something you want to address. That's So that's mm-hmm. something that you're like, yo, these people are getting hit by this car, so we need to watch this intersection. Mm-hmm. So now you're Betty Do-Gooder, you're riding through, you make the turn on red, you get stopped. Oh my God! You get a ticket, and you're thinking now this person is targeting you, but you don't know the whole right. story. So it's not always. I know, like you tend to always hear cops say, "Well, we had a robbery, and you fit the description." And that it, there are a lot of analytics to what policing is currently. Mm-hmm. So, so there'll be things like spikes in hit and run accidents, spikes in pedestrians being struck, um, a location where a light always is run, or or Things like that. So mm-hmm. that that that's how you focus your um your your um your resources. You focus your resources to correct these issues. So you can you kind of get caught up in things like that. Okay. And then not to mention, like when you say um a spike for a certain person, right? So I could be um in let's say zone one, right? Mm-hmm. And zone one could be a uh strictly residential area mm-hmm. with a bunch of one ways with uh, speed bumps in on every street, I'm not really going to get the amount of traffic or traffic violations 
if I'm in, let's say, zone four, mm-hmm. where it's all commercial, uh, double-sided, uh, nonstop traffic. Mm-hmm. Those numbers statistically are just going to be double, triple, quadruple the numbers of that other zone. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a lot of different variations. Like he said, um, you know, when you take that into consideration. So the numbers game really, um, like I said, the only time it really applies is if you are just doing below the average. Okay. That's all they worry about is, all right, this is, the, this is the medium here, all right? This is where you should be because this is the medium. Mm-hmm. When you fall be- below that, that's when they start to look at, all right, well, where are you at first and foremost? Mm-hmm. Where, where's your area? Right. And what's, what's the pattern of your day? Right. And then, believe it or not, you, you can find out. And jokers might want to walk around and, and they might be a great community um, police officer and they park their vehicle and they go, they get out and they talk to all these business owners. And before you know it, two, three hours go by. Great for the community. Mm-hmm. The community loves that officer. But now his tickets fell underneath the medium, mm-hmm. not because he wasn't working. He was working a different aspect of the job. So before we can continue, I just want to commend you on the way that you handle the questions that I ask, because there are a lot of cases when um, officers are asked certain questions like quota or, um, but what about this? Or what if a civilian feels this way? Most times when I ask these questions, I already know the answer, but I want to commend you because you handle it very well. Because that same emotion that's expected for the civilians to push to the side and handle the interview are the same emotions that I've witnessed or heard of officers um, exuding when they're asked certain questions like this. So I want to commend you on that because I think that is very important. If there's ignorance around you, you feed it with knowledge and that's what you've done. No, um, I mean, like I said, that's, that's always been my biggest thing. Um, I visited the high school. Um, shout out to the uh, Sigma Beta program there. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to be a Sigma Beta as well in high school. And um, you did a lot of shit in high school. I did. Um, and you know, um, Sigma Beta for those that don't know is pretty much a uh, junior uh, fraternity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but you know, Miss shout out to Dr. West. Um, you know, he's the one that initiated all that. And uh, you know, it's a positive place. For young males to be, mm-hmm. um, you know, they they teach you how to tie a tie, teach you how to you know dress for for an interview, mm-hmm. um, amongst a slew of other things. But you know, one of the biggest things um, that I wanted to do, and uh, my buddy got me involved with with, with them, um, was talking to them about mm-hmm. interacting with police. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's that's something that I harp on because if it, it's a thing to to say that you're uh, educated mm-hmm. in in laws and in uh, what the police can and can't do, mm-hmm. and just being ignorant because you think you know right. what you're talking about. Right. And a lot of times, you know, people don't realize the smallest, simplest things that you do during that initial interaction mm-hmm. will change the entire outcome of it. Mm-hmm. The simplest things, you know, um, and, and I tell these kids, you know, when I ask them, all right, who, who drives, you know, one or two raise their hands, right? Okay, you drive. All right, listen, you know, when you get pulled over, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And they're like, 
I just sit there um, and wait till they come to my window. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, won't you try turning on the overhead light? Roll your windows down. Let them, because Im- immediately, right, when you look at a, a, a textbook traffic stop, the officer walks slowly. They, they touch the back of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And then if the windows are up, you know, they, they're kind of looking. If it's nighttime, they got their flashlight right in there. Who wants a flashlight in their face? No one. No one. But guess what? I'm trying to be safe for me. Mm-hmm. And I flash you with this 5,000 looms flashlight. Mm-hmm. Now you're pissed. Right. Now, now we're starting off. Why you got that light in my face? Right. But guess what? I wouldn't need a light in your face if your you windows were down, light. right? And you turn on your overhead. It's simple stuff. I don't know. Um, I don't know anyone that um, has heard of rolling down your window and turning on the overhead light. I guarantee you, every kid in that Sigma Beta class. Does. I mean, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. That may be the case. But there's also cases where I know the window is rolled down slightly because people feel like they don't have to roll the window down for whatever, whether it's a certain law, this is my property, or whatever the case may be. I never so, heard of or so I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned that. So the biggest issue um, that I've noticed um, is that, so you're in California. Right? Correct. And you get pulled over mm-hmm. and you make a video and it goes viral. Mm-hmm. Now you're in Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. You get pulled over. You make a video, it goes viral. Okay. Mm-hmm. The issue here is that whatever laws you have in California right. do not always transfer over to New Jersey. Right. I can tell you right now. That if we roll up to your vehicle and we do a lawful stop, Mm -hmm. okay, you're not going to crack your window yay big. Mm -hmm. You're not going to refuse to give me your documentation because in New Jersey, it is very clear. Driving is a privilege. Mm -hmm. You are to have your driver's license, your registration, your insurance card on you at all times and furnish it to the police when uh, asked for it. I'm happy that you said when asked for it. Okay. The second that you say no. Uh Uh-huh. At that very moment, I don't have to be courteous no more. Well, I, I can, really... No, no, listen. I can ahead. physically break your window and pull you out of your vehicle and lock you up for something as small and realistically as stupid mm-hmm. as you refusing to give me your documents that, by law, you're required to give me. No, I also haven't heard of anyone refusing. I think most well, times... It. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is your <laughs> feel. Um, most times... The problem comes after um, getting the paperwork and then the back and forth of, well, why did you stop me? What's going on? And so forth and so on. And that dynamic changes based off of the attitudes, like y'all said. Mm-hmm. But like the refusal in the beginning, I don't know. I, it's, so it's so let me, let me tell you, let me tell you, right. Um, you'll probably never find an officer that stops you. Mm-hmm. Goes to your vehicle, to your window, and tells you, this is the reason I pulled you over. Can I see your license registration and your insurance card? You know why? They, you know why? I do not know why. Tell I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because I may have pulled you over for a warrant that is attached to your license okay. that has popped up on my vehicle. Okay. So now, one, I need to confirm your identity. Uh-huh. This warrant could be a criminal warrant. 
Okay. So what I'm not going to do, okay, or you might not even be the registered owner of that vehicle. Right. So what I'm not going to do, okay, is not identify you. So now I want your license. Give me your license. Mm-hmm. We really don't care about the um the registration. We have that on our computer. Mm-hmm. And proof of insurance only helps you. Mm-hmm. All right. That that's saving you because you're supposed to have insurance. Mm-hmm. But your license is what we're after. Because now if anything happens, you you've been identified. That was good. So that was true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but it was good. It's very informative. Right. So now, don't get me wrong. Do you, as a driver, have the right to know why you were pulled over? 100% mm-hmm. facts. Mm-hmm. But how you go about asking that also plays a part. Because guess what? I'm not obligated to tell you why you're pulled over until I'm satisfied that I've properly identified you. Okay. So so now what? And again, I've never told anybody. Now, the crazy part is that once you hand me those documents, mm-hmm. immediately my next response is, this is the reason that I pulled you over. Before you continue, you said you're not obligated to tell me while why you pulled me over um, until you are satisfied with um, what again? That I've identified you. Okay. Would you say that being satisfied with identifying someone is relative. Like you may be, you may not be satisfied with it, but somebody else may be satisfied. No, um, well, sat- or is it just like no, no? Satisfied just basically means that I've confirmed your identity. Okay. That that's okay. it. I've confirmed who is driving this vehicle. Okay. Whether it's the registered owner, mm-hmm. a friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, aunt, uncle, whatever. As long as I've properly identified you. Then I'm good. And when we speak on being satisfied, the satisfaction is coming from looking at the ID, or, understanding that or it's just not- getting the information. Because honestly, a lot of times, jokers riding around with no ID because it's suspended. They don't have a license. Mm-hmm. They got a warrant, mm-hmm. so they telling you they don't have an ID, so they can shoot an alias. Mm-hmm. So, and, and again, you know, even at that time, once I write down this information, I'll tell you why I pulled you over. Because now I got this information. Because gotcha. no matter what, even if this information is wrong, you're gonna go to jail. Got you. Good. Um, now, let's go back real quick to you um, getting ready to be a veteran, right? You're about to retire? I'm, I'm a veteran. Okay, you're a veteran. Um, would you say comparatively that it was more difficult, less difficult being serving in the armed forces and going away to war or policing a community with the understanding of said trauma? Um, that's tough. So back in 2009, when I first started policing, I would say that 100% going to war was far more difficult. Mm -hmm. Now, 2020, Mm -hmm. policing has just become almost an impossible job. Um, Mm. and it's, again, it's not... It's not because the job in itself okay. has become difficult, but it's how you are able to effectively uh, do your job. Okay. Um, you know, now the, the biggest problem that, that I see now is, you know, cameras are everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. But most of those cameras are cell phones, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, name a time that you've seen a video that went viral mm-hmm. and it started with the initial interaction. It's almost never. It's always right at that most poppinest moment or, or right to the very moment before it goes crazy Sandra or goes Bland. left. Huh? Sandra Bland was like an issue. It was the beginning. Like you see it from his body cam when he walked up to the car. Right. But mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, she passed away in, in the jail? Yes. Yeah. So again, that 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 one's kind of different. I'm, I'm, I'm more talking about along the lines of, we'll say, uh, straight police brutality. Okay. That one was a little different mm-hmm. because it was behind closed doors mm-hmm. and there was a lot more to that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like straight police brutality, fighting with the police and... All these videos always start when it's like on and popping. And that's huge for us because I guarantee you that there's video of it before, mm-hmm. but that never gets released. Okay. Um, so right away, you're, you're fighting on an uphill battle. Now, put that to the side. Our biggest battles is going to work and not making that one mistake. Notice I said mistake. Right. Doesn't mean we do it on purpose, but not making that one mistake that gets you jammed up. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, man, in policing, mm-hmm. they're giving out football numbers. If you if you get caught, not nah, not even get caught. If you mistakenly do something or or lack of rather, you are getting some football numbers. Meaning you're gonna be suspended for an amount of period that could. Alter your whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, seriously, could alter your life mm-hmm. because, you know, the majority uh, of police, you know, you probably do live check to check still, even with six figure salaries. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to, to live at, at a certain mean, um, and you get three to six months suspension. Can change some things. That can change a lot of things. Yep. Um, so, with the understanding of what no-ops is, right? Um, mm-hmm. Bridging the gap between law enforcement and the community. Yes, ma'am. Um, understanding what Elijah does um, and the same for me. Um, do you think that this platform is a waste? Or do you think that we are actually filling an institutional void? No, definitely not a waste. Um, I've told you guys numerous times. Um, you know, it's it's great. You know, I I'm hoping that it gets to a level that it is the breakfast club mm-hmm. for, for law enforcement, if you will, mm-hmm. um, for, for those that, you know, want to know, well, what can I do different? You know, mm-hmm. um, oh, wait, all law office, uh, all law enforcement officers aren't the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, oh, what about this? Oh, you know, um, and, and it's so funny because there's so many, uh, well, I guess myths about law enforcement officers. Mm-hmm. Oh, he must have been a punk in high school. <laughs> oh, he used to get bullied. Definitely. Oh, uh, uh, you know, without that badge, you know, right. you ain't shit, <laughs> right. right? Right. I can tell you, I've taken off my badge before. Mm-hmm. Straight like, uh, what movie was that? Training Day? <laughs> what movie was that? I don't know, <laughs> I don't but know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Where they took the badge off and they, and they started rocking out, and then uh, well, oh I don't think God. it was training day. No, it wasn't training. It was um, I don't know. I ain't a cop movie. And the watch, and the watch. watch. That was a good one. And the watch. Okay. Where he took he took his badge off. He fought my he fought old boy, and then he gained the guy's respect. He didn't lock him up or anything. 
He oh. gained his respect okay. and kept him moving and kept him moving. Mm-hmm. Not that I did that, but mm-hmm. um but nope. uh not that you ever did that. Yeah, no, no, no. But you know, it's certain things where, you know, I'll be honest, I, I wish, I wish we could do something like that. I do. So, I do so, too. so you could understand, like, listen, this badge don't make me. Right. And it, you know, like um EJ could test to this, right? When I first came on a job, I came there with a semi-cockiness to my to me. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't because I thought I was the shit. It's was because it? I was, at that given time, I was nine years in the military, numerous missions, two years in Iraq, getting it in. Mm-hmm. Battle tested. So it's like, and, and I always said it from day one, I am not your average rookie. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell people that all the time, whether mm-hmm. they wanted to hear it or not. Like, I wasn't packing boxes, you know, that like, let's not get this confused. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, was, I was about this. Long before I became a cop, this I had guns in my mm-hmm. hand before, mm-hmm. um, and, and you know I even did a, a two year stint as a uh, uh, army police officer mm-hmm. uh, down at a uh, McGuire Air Force Base. So I rode in, in, you know, in a cop car before with a badge and and a, and a nine mil on my way. Like mm-hmm. it didn't make me then, it ain't gonna make me now. Um, but you know, I, I just hate, 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 hate with a passion when. Um, you know, I hear that, oh, yeah, you must have been a cop. I mean, you're a cop, you must have been a punk. And, uh, you know, or, or you're racist or or you're this or you're that. There are several misconceptions. And I, that's why I do value the this particular platform. Um, when you say as big as the Breakfast Club, that's very interesting to me. Um, I do believe that it's needed. Um, I would say that this would be one of the most informative episodes that I feel we've had. Um, and handle well, like I stated earlier, um, because there are people who I'm particularly speaking for. So these questions or the concerns or the ignorance um, is out there. And oh. to and of course, there are going to be people that even when you speak your truth, they don't believe it. And that's mm-hmm. the decision that they make. Um, but gained information is always a plus. For me. You know, um, I'll just throw this in there for a good laugh. I remember one particular uh, gentleman. I won't mention his name. I think he's actually still locked up. But um, I remember um, it got to a point with this individual that he just, he wanted to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, he wanted to fight. He had his boys out there. He's showing out. Da, 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 da. And in my mind, you know, I'm like, man, I will beat this guy to fuck up, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But he like, and normally, I, I tell you, I I think I handle my emotions extremely well in policing. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, I do have the second most use of forces in the entire department, but they're all justified. None of them have ever been excessive force. Mm-hmm. Um, I use enough force to get you handcuffed, and then you know, to me, at that point, you know, you're like my baby. You know, mm-hmm. I got to make sure that you're good. And usually ends in, in a mutual respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but this joker was just talking crazy. So at that time, I was cage fighting. Mm-hmm. So I, I told him, I said, hey, listen, man, we, we ain't got to do all this. Right in front of his boys. I said, we ain't got to do all this. I said, here's my gym right here. You bring all your boys. You bring your phones. I said, and we'll rock out in a cage. Mm-hmm. We'll we, we do it that way so you can't come after my job. Mm-hmm. That sounds fair. He never showed up. 
Mm-hmm. And then you know what I did a week later? What? Because he was like, oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. <laughs> a week later, mm-hmm. rolled up right back to the hood, told his boys, yo, your man never came through. What happened? Mm-hmm. So what they do? They start clowning him. Right. But right then and there, they knew, oh, oh, ah, yeah, LeBron about that life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can respect that. I can Just, respect that. The same way. Don't paint everybody with a broad brush. Everybody's mm-hmm. story is different. You don't know where people are when you meet them. So treat everybody the same with respect. Everybody wants respect, but very few people want to give it. And that's why we have these unnecessary interactions. I mean, generalization. On both sides, though. On both sides, though. I'm not true. saying on both sides. True. Generalization is a thing. Like, um, it can be unfortunate at times, but it's a thing. So if you got a uniform on and I'm hearing that there's several different bad apples, you become a bad apple. I'm got going it. to generalize it. No different from, I don't know, guys talking about women and how they act. And then you may assume that this woman is just like another one because people generalize things. Yeah, but law enforcement is the only profession that gets magnified. And I'll give you a prime example. How many... Stories have we've heard about the church where priests are touching little kids. We've heard a lot about it. But everybody still go to church with no problem. To their church, because they're not, not my church. Right. Not my church. Right. How many malpractices have we seen I doctors? I was hoping you touched on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Do. And mm-hmm. guess what? Not my doctor. No, my doctor's official. Mm-hmm. How many teachers have been accused, not even accused, charged of sexual Assault for sleeping with the students. Mm-hmm. Now my teacher, nah, 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 not this school. Mm-hmm. So policing. Oh, if you, got, can, if you got a uniform on, it's. I can say something to that. Go ahead. You've named a church, pastor mm-hmm. or priest, mm-hmm. right? You've named a doctor or a practitioner. Mm-hmm. You've also named a teacher, or let's say a guidance counselor, right? Mm-hmm. In those professions. Somewhere there's reassurance. Whether they can reassure you for something else, you still have a one-on-one interaction and you make me feel comfortable. So if there's teachers that's beating children's asses, my teacher, the reason why I'm saying my teacher, because I get to sit down with my teacher, she gives me some understanding and I feel better. Same thing with the doctor. I go to a doctor's visit, that doctor, high-ass malpractice suits. But my doctor is telling me that I am in good hands. Do I choose to believe it? Whatever. That's my option. But I get reassurance. Every um, profession gives a one-on-one interaction or some sort of reassurance. Now, when it comes to officers, you guys, when I speak, you guys, I'm speaking generally, there are bad apples or there are issues, there's brutality, but there is no one sitting down or we don't know of anyone sitting down giving me or giving us a one-on-one interaction for reassurance. That's why I feel like it's extremely important that there are interactions. So I now feel comfortable. So I can say, not my officer, so-and-so in the community. I know he ain't going to do that. Oh, I know she's not going to do that. Because that's what we want. And you can have it if you engage or at least put yourself um, in a position to get that, we have every year what's called National Night Out. Mm-hmm. Um, every year we host a uh, Christmas event. We hold a Halloween event. 
We hold uh, town hall events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hold a slew of uh, different uh, fundraisers, mm-hmm. um, breast cancer walks. Um, I mean, m- more events than we got fingers and toes on a yearly basis mm-hmm. where if you come to one of those events, you will get a positive interaction with police. But guess what? It's the, always the same people that come. Mm-hmm. It's never, ever one of the 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 people that we pull over and have a nasty interaction with. Mm-hmm. It's never them. They'll, they'll go to, uh, what is it, 561 Nye, uh, <laughs> Internal Affairs. They'll go there, mm-hmm. but they won't come to an event. So how can you how can you receive that? How can you see that this officer mm-hmm. isn't the same as all the others if you never Placing ever yourself in a put yourself in a position, position to engage with police officers in a positive aspect? And that goes to one of our earlier um, episodes where we ask who is held accountable. Is it us who wants to have some sort of change or expect things to change? Or is it the officers knowing all of this, um, but expects us to come to, to, to you guys? Like you expect us to come to you in order for us to see you in a good light. Whereas we're looking at you like, since you know that your coworker or whatever is bad, you should come to us to make me feel good. And that just goes. Stop by the house. I mean, come on. No, I'm just saying. I don't know. I like, don't know if you stop by the, the house, the, but the only thing is he's speaking of on events, like planned events, flyers out so everybody knows. Or not 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 just how about the um SROs that are in the school? Or or the or or we'll say uh without names, the uh community uh policing department that goes out and speaks to the there business are, owners. There are and a the ton of things. The 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 thing with human nature is only Negative stuff get portrayed. Yeah, not only portrayed, but it it resonates. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure people who who've had these traumatic experiences with law enforcement officers have also may have had a good experience with a cop, but mm-hmm. it's lost. Like that that break you got, you might have told your girlfriend quick, like, "Girl, I just got stopped and he let me go." And then that, as soon as that fucking sentence is done, as soon as it's you over, put it's the, it's a, the next. you you never think about it again, because the next cop that stops you and doesn't give you a break, you you immediately go into yeah you motherfuckers. But just last week, the last officer let you go. But so so I understand that's human nature though. It, right. it's, it's it's like whatever hurts, you relive over and it's over the character and of over the person. You know one again. one of the realest things um, I've had happen to me and. I've been fortunate it's happened quite a few times, mm-hmm. but I always remember the first encounter. Um, I went to the Fox Trap, mm. right? Because that, that's another thing, right? You know, <laughs> you wouldn't believe, um, you wouldn't believe it, but, you know, cops tend to hang out in the same places they've always hung out at. Um, so one day I'm at the Fox Trap and this guy comes up to me and he was like, LeBron, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you don't remember me? Like, like straight, like straight face and everything. And I'm like, no, should I? Mm-hmm. He was like, you locked me up. My, my, my exact response was, I lock a lot of people up. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, nah, but real talk, yo, I respect you, bro. He's like, you locked me up for this and you wasn't on your bullshit. You know what I'm saying? You treated me with mad respect. You know what I'm saying? You even gave me an extra phone call 
And I just want to let you know I appreciate that. Can I buy you a shot? Which means there are people who acknowledge good cops. Yeah. So, you know, um, but again, that's not even the only time that that has <laughs> you held, happened. You held on to that one yeah, story. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like it was no, a lifeline. No, it's not. It was, it's just like there are, there yeah. are more this, stories this is why, like that. And this is why he's telling that story. And there are a million stories there, like there that. A million. Like that's, you, that was the point. Like for every and the, the, but he ain't gonna put the, he ain't gonna put that he was treated with respect on Facebook. That's that's right. no, the thing. Th- that's this what I this mean would be by perfect for you, perfect. right? Whatever cop, and I don't give a damn who it is. Mm-hmm. Whatever cop has been arrested, has went viral, has been convicted, or or. Uh, acquitted, whatever. Mm-hmm. They all have, at one point or another in their career, mm-hmm. they've had great interactions with their with, with citizens. Mm-hmm. I believe that. So again, our job is one of the very few, if not the only, where one wrong mistake, one bad day. You're going to jail. Mm-hmm. We might be the only profession like that because even if you're a surgeon and let's say you fuck up mm-hmm. and kill somebody, worst case scenarios, you probably get sued. Oh, your malpractice. You, my malpractice high. usually takes more than one body for the most part. Like you really out there done some wild shit for a malpractice. <laughs> uh, I mean, you also, you also signing a contract stating that we are human and it's not expected. Things may happen. And yeah. so when you sign that contract, you are fully aware right. that the we probability don't, we don't is have not that contract. I you, think, you, you go to work. I think the main the main problem with with law enforcement interactions is we're the only ones at work during the interaction. Like people I'm telling you, if people handle things the way they handle things at work the interaction would be perceived differently. The problem is we're the only ones working. You're on your way to the mall or to the store or home or whatever. You're off. And now you have this interaction where you're not happy about it. But all I'm trying to do is work my 10-hour shift. And go home. So because because of the setting, because I'm outside and you're in your car or I'm at your house and your neighbor called because you're having a party for your birthday and now I got to shut it down. It's 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 tough if you don't go into the if you don't go into it with the mindset that this person is here to do a job. Although I'm not happy with the service they're bringing, they're providing a service to someone, and I, and I think that's the disconnect. I mean, you you like you know when, when you you spoke about the uh, the human aspect of a lot of the interactions. You know, a shitty day for you mm-hmm. could be a different amount of things, right? It could be they fucked up your coffee at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be you're running late. It mm-hmm. could be you caught a flat tire. Um, it could be that such and such is annoying the shit out of you at work or or you lost a client, you mm-hmm. know, uh, something to that nature. Okay. A bad day for us could be responding to a call and seeing a baby die. Hmm. Right. A bad day for us could be responding to a call on Ellis Avenue when this baby was jumping on her bed and took a stray bullet and died. Mm-hmm. That made the news. Mm-hmm. And we're responding there. A bad day could, could be Christmas Eve and I respond to Slicks 
and see my boy dead on the floor with two other guys. And now, not only do I see that, that that's my boy, shot, dead. Mm-hmm. But now I still got to go finish this four or five hour shift. Mm-hmm. So guess what? If I do pull you over in the next four or five hours, I may not be in the best of the moods. Mm-hmm. And And while I'm doing my best to control my emotions, that's the reality of my day. Right. So people don't understand that either. You know, that I don't care who you are. That's tough to swallow any way you put it. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing where I don't think, um, you know, the community, um, where, they, where they really put that into consideration. Like, you know what? I don't know what kind of calls he had today. I don't know what he did, um, you know, while he was at work today. Right. And so, I also don't think that there's, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I also don't think that there's a platform or a space, a safe space, where um, that perspective is generated so there's understanding gained. I think it's called no ops. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for directing her to, to, to the source. Oh, well, I mean, I she, she didn't know, so I had to... No, I mean, sure. yeah, since, sometimes... Since we're doing some educating... Of course, to, you know, I'm not speaking about this particular platform, hence me saying safe space, I'm oh. fully aware, but you know... Whatever. Mm. Um, Thank you. Anytime. Are there any last words, anything you want to say before we go? Um, yeah. Um, my, my biggest thing, if, if we can't push anything else today, it is to properly educate yourself on dealing with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we all, we all, we all have a friend or a family member that is in law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not sellouts. We just are fortunate to live through both uh, aspects. Um, and we're fortunate enough to um, be able to speak on both sides of right. the table. Um, if you're a civilian, you're not privy to that. Mm-hmm. So you can't speak about it. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you're a sellout. It's just that you've it's been just... put in this position mm-hmm. to where you can see both sides and make your judgment, make your educated judgment based off of that, not just one side or whatever's portrayed. Which I deem to be extremely important because I do feel as if I feel like um, we as a minority need to be placed in every field. So we can then go back to the ones that are not privy to inform. So I don't believe that, you know, people who choose minorities particularly choose to become uh, a part of law enforcement, become an officer. You should be there. You should be there. You should do your very best. You should represent us. And then you should come back and then inform us on what you can inform us on. No different from being a doctor, being a lawyer, being a judge, whatever it is, we should be placed in every single avenue so we can be our best selves as a community. That's true. So with that being said. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. oh, you, oh. Yeah, I just want to say this real quick. Okay. Um, and then we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, you said earlier he spoke, um, you appreciated the way he explained um, or answered the questions you asked. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say the reason why he was able to not be emotional and to clearly get the message across is because he took the time to learn the answer to the question. 
I think in law enforcement, a lot of times, like in every field, um, you know, we come on and, and you put with a senior officer. So you kind of mirror what that person does. It takes those who excel and we know those who excel in our, where we work, they take the opportunity, they take the time to learn it for themselves as, as opposed to just taking what someone has told you or someone has shown you. And now that becomes your method of operation. That makes sense. So, so that's, that's a testament to his character. Like if you don't, we tend to, I guess humans, we all tend to like, okay, your mom said, don't do that. She's ever tells you why don't do it. She just tells you don't do it. And you don't do it. And then it's fucking 20 years later, you figure, you you finally find out why you weren't supposed to do whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So we don't have that 20 years. So those, those officers who get flustered and can't get the message across, it's probably because they only are doing what they were shown. So they can't explain it. Mm -hmm. They didn't take the opportunity. They didn't take the time to learn why this is the way it is or why this is done. So then that way, now once you learn the root of it, you can now explain it. It's impossible. What's well, hard to explain something that you don't know. You're just doing, you're just going, going through the motions. And that's the difference between those who excel and those who just get along. I think. That's it. I'm done with that. Okay. I mean, you know, he is ranked up. So you know, he might know what they Facts. Mm. <laughs> no, nah, but I'm just saying, seriously, that's 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 the that's why he's so comfortable in the space because he knows it to be fact. He took the time out to learn it for himself. Well, that I ain't never wanna do nothing to go to jail. That too. Jail, jail is usually I was locked up. <laughs> we ain't talking about that. <laughs> jail is I was a locked up as a juvenile for a couple of days. Yeah, that'll change that'll change your life too. Yeah. Depending on who you this are. ain't for me. <laughs> hey Jerry. Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> that's it. It's a wrap. listening to No Ops Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our tiny space, but we also hope you'll take two seconds out of your time to subscribe, like, comment, share, tell your friends, tell your community, go to work, let them know all about us. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.